What's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. We give our honest reactions to it. We're not critics. It's not a review show in a traditional sense. We don't make a lot of value judgments about what we hear. We just really like punk and hardcore, so we talk about it for a couple hours each week. We typically have 10 bands in the queue, get through about five or, five or seven of them. We roll a dice so that, uh, roll some dice so that um, the results are randomized and we can't play favorites. And beyond that, that's really all there is to it. Um, I'll, uh, I'll just say up top, I've had a, a bit of a rough week weekend and weekend weekend just because uh, we had the memorial of, uh, like the memorial service for uh, our homie Ty yesterday. Um, and uh, went out to that and it was like bittersweet because it was cool to uh, to hear people just like exchanging stories about him and stuff, but also just, you know, a bummer to be reminded of it. He passed a few months ago. I kind of addressed it on the show when it happened. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I've been a, I've been a little bit down in the dumps uh, the last few days, but I'm sure, you know, it, there's there's nothing that could lift my spirits more than being accosted by shitty demos and seven inches that uh people submit to the show i'm sure that'll just turn everything right around for me so okay yeah sounds good um how's your week been uh work yeah you know whatever it's, i'm it's taking like next the, yeah it, it's, it's the busy season for you right it's very busy for me um i just kind of took a third side hustle well a second side hustle because i have my main job and then i teach and then uh the second side hustle is uh you know, it's, it's all right. I'm just helping somebody manage a prairie restoration that they're doing and, uh, being their expert opinionator as it were. Right. On. And, uh, apparently my opinion is worth $50 an hour. Jesus so, Christ. Fuck man. I wish my opinion were worth $50 well, an hour. Actually, my opinion, if I was real, I, I know this person and, um, I'm just sort of throwing them a deal. If it was really, uh, a professional consulting gig, my opinion would be worth closer to 90 bucks an hour. God but, uh, you know, what are you going to do? They, it's a nonprofit and that was going to like, you know, that would not have happened. Yeah. Um, so 50 bucks an hour is cool. Cause it's only like four hours or one month or something like that, but that'll be a nice little, nice little extra income that can go into uh, me wasting it on, um, probably fast food, um, and records yeah, for sure. Um, I ordered some records. I got, uh, I got the translucent blue of the new gag coming. Dope. Um, that thing, that thing was like gone instantly. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, got uh, a copy of the new OCs on the way. Cool. Um, a couple other things I ordered this week. Um, not too much though. I just I think I just like three or four records. But um, I know. some other stuff came in. So by and large, it wasn't too bad. It just was a lot of work. Um, and I'm um, taking this, this up and coming week completely off. Here's a question. Hmm. You've been watching any movies lately? Like newer, newer movies? Any movies? Uh, a little bit. I've been, I've been revisiting some of the old Godzilla films. Oh, you can't go wrong with those. No. Nah. I mean, they're all shit. Except for the first one, they're all shitty. Right. But um, they're great. But they're great. Yeah. Um, I, I have not watched... I think I've seen maybe two movies this entire, uh, what are we in, like month six, entering month six of the pandemic? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I've seen like two movies. And you would think that I'd want to sit down and watch more movies, but what I'm realizing is 
I don't give a shit. I don't. I don't give a shit even about movies anymore. <laughs> that sucks. I like movies a lot. I, I thought I did too, but I do not care. I do not care that there's no, you know, Marvel blockbusters hitting the big screen. I do not care that there's no, uh, you know, no good time Star Wars films. I don't. I don't. I don't care that there's no movies playing. I don't Ooh. care. I'm pretty bummed about it. I really like fucking going to the movie theater. Yeah. And 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 you and I would go to the movies pretty frequently. Yeah, I mean, I like going to the movie theater and seeing movies, but what I'm finding is without them, I don't give a shit, which is nice because when all of this fucking ends, I ain't going to miss it. <laughs> you mean like when society clap, collapses around us? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? Like I mean, people, to- people talk about how important shit is. Listen, movies are uh, not important at all. Um, so you know who gives a shit they all suck all people do is go and complain about how shitty they are right but then they'll go again right right i mean i I like quite a lot of them i'll I'll admit i walk into a lot of fucking boners um and uh i almost there's only ever been one movie that i got up and walked out on and it was like some some like fucking frankenstein movie about 15 years ago was it I Frankenstein, the one with Hugh Jackman? It was like no, it wasn't that one. It it was like it wasn't. It was like oh, some. It was like maybe. some vampire Frankenstein. Movie. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Hugh Jackman. It wasn't Hugh Jackman. Who the fuck it was, was Van in that Helsing? Movie? The movie was Van Helsing. Oh yeah, Van Helsing. Hugh, Hugh Jackman was in Van Helsing, and, and I walked out of that movie. Um, but I, generally speaking, won't walk out of a movie. And I, you know, I do think about movies that I like, but then I think, eh, fuck it. You know, I get on, I get on Amazon or whatever, and I look through the movies. I'm like, well, I guess that looks pretty cool. But you know what? It's fucking, it's it's it's, a hundred and sixteen minutes long. Fuck that shit. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch fucking YouTube videos for three hours instead. <laughs> Arguably, a far more disposable medium than even oh, film. <laughs> entirely disposable, right? But somehow, I find myself, you know eating them up um i guess because there's no investment in it right for sure i do the same thing and i've also discovered that um i've known this for a while i'm not interested in movies about real things yeah you've mentioned that on the pod before for sure you don't like uh you don't like historical dramas and shit like that or like anything dealing with uh anything that could be even remotely construed as like mundane or normal yeah i'm just the only director I can think of that makes movies that you could be considered about just like the banality of living mm-hmm. whose movies I'll watch every time is Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. I knew you were going to say Jarmusch. Yeah. That's it. Right. And then every other, I, I don't, I don't care. Cause I was looking at like, you know, criterion collection movies. And unless it's about a samurai, I don't give a fuck. And unless it's about a, unless it's a samurai movie that I've seen like 16 times, I don't give a fuck. Right. Right. Like I'll sit down and watch the entire Zatoichi catalog this mm-hmm. week if I wanted to. Sure. Um, but I sure as shit I'm not watching a new movie. Yeah, I've actually funny you should mention that. I've uh, I've been because I have HBO Max. Um well my brother has HBO Max and I've been using it and uh their Japanese film collection on there is actually pretty fucking good. They have uh, all the Hanzo the Razor films and they have uh, all the Lone Wolf and Cub films. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been rewatching those as well. And uh, man, those movies are really, really fucking good. Well, the Lone Wolf and Cub movies, I have all of those. And yeah. the the like five, I think it's five. It's been a while since I've watched them all. But like the five movies separately were like chopped up and condensed into, um, into Shogun one. Assassin. Right, yeah. 
um, yep. which is not as good as just watching all the lone wolf and cubs because they get really fucking stupid. Yeah, they sure do. Um, by the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just discovered like, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't give a shit if I ever see another superhero movie. I, 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 after watching the last star Wars movie, I never went into it hoping that anything could be good, mm-hmm. but you almost feel like obligated to go see it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, fuck grandma's grandma wants to go to church. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all right. All right. All right. Yeah. I, 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 I don't give a fuck if they ever make another star Wars movie. I hope that I hope the next star Wars movie, um, ends with like catastrophe on set. <laughs> Oh, you mean like a real life catastrophe? Yeah, to the point that like it's like it's so bad that just out of respect for the fallen actors and the deceased that we can't we can't resurrect the Star Wars title anymore. <laughs> just so that we never have to fucking see it again. We never have to fucking sit through it. Yeah. So, so I I occupy a position where I find that I I'm not really perturbed by the lack of of new films coming out or anything like that. I don't find myself uh, missing them. Like my life, it doesn't feel like I'm wanting for anything. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm my life. The quality of my life is not affected by their absence. That said, when they come back, I'll still be excited about it. Like when the new Spider-Man movie drops, I'll be stoked. I like going to, to see those movies. I like the big blockbuster Marvel films and the superhero hero films even the ones that suck largely i enjoy just like the spectacle of them and uh like we already covered i just enjoy the act of like going to the movie theater it's one of my favorite things to do um so i'll be stoked when they come back but i i mean i can say with some degree of certainty that if like not another one of those was ever released again um i wouldn't feel like there was some massive loss in my life i'd just be like oh well that's a bummer yeah, on, it's on, on to the next thing, you know, it's like I've had all this time to like get into movies that maybe I should have seen or want to see again. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a one of them and uh, I'm realizing that I don't give a fuck about movies. They're fine. You know what I mean? It's fine, but I don't need it. Yeah, um, but the I love I love them a lot. But like I'm I'm just saying, like if if never a new one came out, I, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be like it would be weird and strange, but I wouldn't I wouldn't like mourn it for a great period of time you know what i'm saying yeah yeah the one thing the so like the one thing that i am like a fucking pacing zoo animal Mm -hmm. um is shows sure you know yeah that's that's like drive is just being able to like fucking hit the road go see a show like when 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 i feel like i'm good to fucking hit the road again and uh you know half of this fucking planet's population is gone or, um, you know, like, so, like the world has stopped fucking ending privately. Right. Um, I, I, I want to just go hit the road for a fucking month. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% you with know what you I mean? That. Like, like yeah. I, I want to fucking, I want to just basically like light a match, throw it over my shoulder as I walk out the door and, uh, <laughs> see what happens next. Yeah. I'm with that for sure, man. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's pent up. Um, and it's uh, it's an itch that it turns out um, Disney and uh, Marvel and uh, any of those other fucking peddlers of uh, modern pablum just can't scratch. Indeed. Um, so uh, you want to jump into some music? Sure. Since that's, a, that's a, as good a transition as any. Um, 
All right, cool. So let's uh, let's see what we got in the queue this week. So first up, we have got Wet Specimens. Wet Specimens has been played on the show before. We really liked them. We've mentioned Eric uh, Pressman, who plays in this band quite a few times. He sends in a lot of cool shit. They are releasing a split with the band Cartridge, who, who we've also played on the show before and enjoyed. It was uh, pretty solid D-beat stuff. They, uh, they sent over uh, one track from their upcoming uh, Split 7-inch, which I think comes out in October. Then we have got Poison Ruin with their self-titled release. This is a new one-man band from Philadelphia that was sent in by Ryan Donahoe, if I believe. Ryan Donahoe has been sending in a lot of cool shit recently. Uh, let's, uh, if we get around to it, I'll, I'll read what he has to say about it. He, uh, he sent a, a, little, a little message along with it. Then we have got Malware with the release Cybercrime. This is a new band from Columbus, Ohio that I saw posted in the Demolition Facebook group, and then I saw a few people posting it. Um, Anthony from Gel posted it. Um, I think this is, uh, I think this is like, synthy new wavy shit. Um, then we have got Alvin Rowe with Kosher. So this was sent in by a member of the band. Again, if we get around to it, I will. Uh, I'll read more about it. Um, but, uh, well, actually I'll just read what they had to say here. They said, uh, they weren't sure if we typically have artists submit their own stuff, but figured we might dig this. Uh, we do often have artists submit their own stuff. I was talking to Nate before we enjoy it. Yeah. We enjoy it a lot. I was talking to Nate before we started recording, um, on this episode and actually a lot of episodes recently, I've been noticing a lot more bands sending their own shit in, which is really cool. Um, I, uh, I, I, Honestly, I, I'm always down for people to send shit in uh, that aren't in bands that just like stuff or want us to hear something specific. But like, if a band sends it in, even better. Um, said that uh, this release encompasses a lot of different styles, a lot of samples, if that's our thing. Sometimes. Um, thanked us for our consideration and uh, said to feel free to email them if, they ha- if we have any questions. So there you go. I, that, that doesn't tell me a lot about the release, but yeah. Then we have got Livid. We actually reviewed, well, reviewed, we listened to the other side of the split last week. Uh, this is the Livid and Mutilatrix split. Um, it is, is this out now? Yeah, this came out a couple days ago. So it is. it was not out at the time that we actually listened to the, the Mutilatrix track. Um, but uh, Jacob from Livid sent in their side of the split, Livid's side of the split. Are you playing like a Flash game or something? No. I just hear you clicking away over there. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm uh, sort of like clicking on Bandcamp pages and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I just heard I heard so many clicks. I thought you were maybe playing fucking elf bowling. No, but I have been playing my my stupid pinball flash game. Uh huh. And then it plays ads for me in between. Oh, okay. Word. And um, like in between, you know, games, and I've been getting a lot of ads that say Jesus wants you to have the Bible on your phone. Mm, very cool. Uh, it's pretty cool. It shows this picture of a sad Jesus, and it says, "Jesus, God wants you to have a Bible on your phone. Will you accept Jesus?" And then there's a you can answer yes or no, and it doesn't matter what I what I press. It always takes me to the same, you know, like fucking, uh, um, you know, Google Google Play to buy it. Like, right? No, I told you no. Yeah, uh, right? that's uh, they're they're barking up the wrong tree with that one. I told you no. <laughs> um so next up we have got Spinebuster with their pipe bomb demo this is a band from detroit that uh i think started last year they sent in a, some some info about them um said they yeah they just started as a band last spring they're in the midst of writing more music right now for a proper ep or full length they're from downriver michigan play hardcore metalcore um they're one they said they're one of the youngest bands in the detroit area at the moment um 
they dig the podcast and uh, just want to know, want us to listen to it and let them know where where they can improve. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> thanks thanks for your trust on that. Um, yeah. Well, we don't really know. We don't really, yeah. We honestly, we we literally make this up as we go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're just we're just talking out of our ass. Like there's there's plenty of times when I've gone back and re-listened to a band that I heard on the podcast and said a bunch of shit about, and then like my opinion on it softened. Yeah, you know what I mean. There yeah. are plenty of times. So I I think it's important to reiterate, like all this is totally off the cuff. And like, we're not taking any time to process our thoughts about this whatsoever. We're just saying the first fucking thing that comes to mind, which is often little more than word salad. So just yeah. please keep that in mind. Yeah, it, it is true. They're true reaction where we are not uh, researching these bands prior and thinking about what we're going to say. No. Usually if you hear me say, why don't you go ahead first? It's because I don't know what the fuck I'm going to say yet. <laughs> Right. Yes. So, so, uh, yeah, just keep in mind any advice that we give on this, I might recant five minutes later upon any degree of reflection. So there's um, a look behind the curtain. This show is utter bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't figured that out yet over 50 episodes, then boy, I don't, I guess you haven't been listening with a critical ear. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next up, we got taking meds with the meds you deserve. We've had them on the show before. These are good homies of mine. Um, they play kind of mathy alt rock. They are based out of New York. This is their new EP that came out last month. They, uh, they self-submitted it. Skylar sent it in. Then we have got Gulch with Impenetrable Cerebral Fortress. Um, if you have even... I've heard a, this. This is pretty dope. Yeah, if you have even a pinky toe in the in the hardcore world, uh, you probably at least know who this band is. Um, I have not listened to this yet just because I anticipated somebody sending it in for the podcast. I liked the last Gulch stuff that I heard. Um I do think that the vocalist of this band is the guy that tried to call you and Nate, uh, you, you, uh, you and myself out, Nate, for being cop lovers on Twitter. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but, uh, but I like his band. I, the uh, Burning Desire to Draw Last Breath, they was a release they put out a couple years ago, and that's when they first pop on my, popped on my radar, I think, via Axe to Grind. Yeah. Um, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I dug the 2019 promo, so I imagine I'm probably going to like this. Um, then we have got Sick Wish with Goodbye Sun, Hello Moon. This is a band that evidently features the old basses from Built to Spill. Um, they say they are a new wave band based out of Boise, Idaho. Wow. So there you go. Um, then we have got uh, Bait with Another End of the World is Possible. This is a band, I can't remember who sent this in. Um, I'll see if I can find it in my, uh, in, in the, um, in the email, but whoever sent it in said that they came across it just, I think by accident, just kind of stumbled upon it. Um, and they are a, uh, a band based out of Barcelona. So mm -hmm. as we've said before, I always, I always fuck with, uh, with international submissions because there's so much cool shit going on around the world. It would be, uh, it would be shame, not uh, a shame not to, to shine a light on that stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's everything we got in the queue this week. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice. All righty. Uh, three. All right. Three is malware. The band camp is malwarehc.bandcamp.com. 
Um, I could be wrong about this. I kind of assumed this was like synthy post-punk stuff just because of the layout and the name, but their uh, band camp is Malware HC, so it might just be straight up hardcore stuff. Really short songs too. Super so. short songs. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's just maybe start at the beginning. It's only 44 seconds. So I don't know, may, may, we might end up listening to the first two songs just to get like a better, better, better vibe, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Uh, well, there's no lyrics to the first one. So the first one's, um, going to be instrumental, I think. Uh, yeah, that's true. So why don't we just go in with like, well, the name of the EP is cybercrime and then there's mm-hmm. cybercrimes.gov. Yeah. They also have the name of the band is Malware and they also have a song called Maliceware. Yeah. So, so let's go with Maliceware. Okay. And then if we, like it's only a minute and 12 seconds long, so if we want more we'll we'll just listen to the third right. track too. So we will listen to Maliceware by Malware off of their EP Cybercrime. All 
right, so we just went ahead and decided to listen to two songs. So we listened to Maliceware and Cybercrimes.gov by Malware off of their EP or demo, uh, whatever it is. It just dropped two days ago, Cybercrime. Nate, how'd you feel about that? Uh, especially with the first song, but both songs in general, lots of ringing out riffs, chugging bass and toms. So it's really hard to go wrong with that. Right. Um, I like the vocal delivery. Um, it was not your standard, uh, sort of, um, gruff, hardcore delivery that you might expect with something musically that sounds like this. Mm-hmm. It was a bit more of a, a dripping sort of almost uh, the first song almost sounded like, like a motorhead style delivery. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I was into that. I like the, um, sort of unified vision of the band. Definitely. Yes. Um, and, and, and like the theme of the band, mm-hmm. I'm into that. Uh, yeah, I, I like this. I got no problems with this. This is, uh, you know, it, again, it, it's, it's right in line with a lot of perfectly apt hardcore that is coming out these days. Right. That um, f- sounds like this. You can call it whatever you want. This is more in the, um, dare I say, chain punk end of the spectrum. Sure. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, perfectly fine. Musically, it didn't. If it if this didn't have the cohesive sort of uh, aesthetic and theme, it probably wouldn't stick out to me. Right. Um, but the total package, I like. For sure. Yeah. I think musically, this is just good. You know what right. I mean? It's it's not great. It's, right. it is good. It's 100% solid. I enjoyed it quite a lot, but it didn't blow me away. But yeah, I think, man, this just goes to show like what, how important having, as you put it, like a cohesive package and like a well thought out aesthetic presentation to shit can, can go it because yeah, like I'm going to remember this because I'm going to remember like, oh yeah, the album art was, was fucking cool. Um, the lyrical themes were consistent and well thought out. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Like this is, this is their first release, you know, be it demo or EP, whatever they prefer it to be referred to, um, as like, coming out of the gate strong is like such a good first step to take because even if your songs are just are just really solid and not quite like transcendently fucking great even if the songs are just really solid but the entire package is well put together and it's clear that you like made an effort and you actually sat down and had a conversation about like what you want to do with the release what you want to look what want it to look like etc it just makes such it, it makes a way fucking better impression especially in the age where like it's i mean you know pertinent to the fucking lyrics of of these tracks like in an age where everything is so disposable you can just click through links you can scroll past shit and never know it's there it's we addressed it a few episodes ago like it's important to have a presentation that actually leaves some sort of impression. Yeah, I had to go back and look up that band. It was Dope Sweater we were talking about. Yeah. Where musically they both, I think, surprised surprised us, sounded good. But like the aesthetics and the theme of the band were just a fucking mess. They actually they actually cleaned up their uh, band camp because of that episode. <laughs> they they changed they changed their logo like they changed the banner they changed like everything and they were like uh, Tony who sings and plays guitar for that band was like 
yeah, like listening to that episode has made me realize like we needed to get our shit together. So, <laughs> so I guess we, we did some good in the world, but, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I think, uh, I think this entire release just comes strong, um, in every sense, which makes, makes all the, all the difference in the world. Um, and the songs are good enough that I'm like, I'm into them. I was nodding my head along to them and I'm stoked to see what they do next, you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. So for sure. As far as a first effort goes, uh, really, really strong. Yeah. And I haven't heard a whole lot of shit coming out of Columbus recently either, so that's also refreshing. Yeah, and now that you mention it, I can't think of too much that we've had, that I've heard, that has come out of Columbus lately. I think Gak was from Columbus, and we liked that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, not not a whole lot of shit out of Columbus that I've I, I could sight off the top of my head, you know? Which is odd because it's the largest city in Ohio. Most people don't know that. They think Cleveland is. Yeah. You And, and it's got, you know, a major fucking university there. Mm -hmm. um, some good record stores. You would think that we'd hear more. You would think. And Legion of Doom is in Columbus. Oh, Jesus. Don't even get me fucking started. <laughs> uh, the Legion of Doom is pretty legendary, but I think you and I both have only had bad show playing experiences. I've there. played there a, a bunch We've played there a bunch, and I have never, I've never had a good show there. Yeah, well, that might reflect upon our bands more than it does on it, the it, venue. It could, it could, uh, but yeah, just never, never a good show there. So whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I like, I, is I can't. Is it still around? Uh, I think so. As I mean, far as I know, you know, it's been around a long fucking time. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. You know, but you know, things come and go too. You know, what was the fucking once? Once that cohort of fucking kids grows up and stops giving a fuck, you know, the younger kids oh, do their own shit, and so shit just sure. falls by the wayside. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, you wanna wanna roll the dice? Sure. All right. Eight. Okay, eight is six. Sick Wish from Boise, Boise, Idaho. Um, like I said, this features a member of Built to, Sw Built to Spill, the uh, the previous ba basis of Built to Spill. Who sent this in? I'm kind of I'm kind of interested. Um, Jake Martin sent this in. So local band fronted by old Built to Spill bass player. So there you go. That's all the info we got. Okay. Uh, they they got an about me formed in 2014. Sick Wish is a newer wave band of Boise, Idaho musicians. Brett Nelson of Built to Spill, other guys who they don't manage to or don't uh, feel it fit to mention their previous credentials. <laughs> They're riding that horse into the fucking ground, aren't they? <laughs> they sure are. Their sound has been described as new wave slash post punk. So there you go. Um, the release is Goodbye Sun, Hello Moon. Um, I gotta say, just looking at the presentation, it looks a little bit slick for me. Um, but I'm willing to be proven wrong here. Um, and it looks like two, like there's a couple members. It looks like all of the members of the band are significantly younger than, uh, Brett Nelson, who oh, fronts sure. the band. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. He's, so, he's recruited some young bloods. Right. Or they uh, recruited him. Yeah. That's possible too. Right. Right. Um, so do we want to listen to the title track as is our normal, uh, our normal uh, tradition when, when a title track is present? Sure thing. All right, cool. So we will listen to Goodbye Sun, Hello Moon off of the release of the same name by the band Sick Wish.
right, so we just listened to the song Goodbye Sun, Hello Moon off of the release of the same name by the band Sick Wish. Um, so friends of mine certainly know, friends and acquaintances of mine know, people who listen to the show might know. You know I'm a huge fan of the Smiths, Morrissey, uh, the Sundays, R.E.M., lots of jangly uh, alt guitar pop in that world. Mm-hmm. So you would think that I'd be a bigger fan of this, um, but I'm not really. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate this at all, but there was just something missing about it. It was very lackadaisical. There was not a lot of urgency to it. There was not a lot of energy to it. Um, you know, again, I, maybe that's hypocritical coming from a fucking Bell and Sebastian fan and, uh, I'm willing to own that. But, uh, again, you know, a lot of those records have a connection to a specific time and place for me as well. So there's that additional emotional gravitas um that just makes them feel important um but uh but yeah and then especially in 2020 um if you're gonna play this kind of jangly uh chorus laden poppy alt i just need a little bit tighter more engrossing songwriting um and this this just wasn't there for me i mean it was perfectly passable but yeah, it sounded like a local Boise band that is better than most local bands, but still not good enough for most people on the national stage to give a shit about. You know what I mean? Like if they played your local show or you were on tour and this band played, you'd watch two songs and be like, that's fine. This is uh, certainly not as bad as it could be, but I think I'm going to step outside. Yeah. You know, this, this just it. The ideas that they're exploring are ones that, I'm certainly amenable to, um, but the execution just, it didn't, uh, didn't move me. Yeah, it was fine. You know, like, yeah, I wasn't gonna, I'm not going to, um, uh, demand that this be turned off. Sure. You know what I mean? If I'm chilling and this comes on, that's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, this, you know, the Smiths are fine. I like the Smiths just fine. As I, I like the Smiths as much as somebody who subsists almost entirely on a diet of fucking heavy metal and punk rock likes the Smiths. <laughs> right, sure. Right? Sure. Um, and uh, I like them just fine. Something like, you know, yeah, you mentioned R.E.M. I don't give a shit about R.E.M. If R.E.M. Right. sounded like Monstrosity, then I'd probably like them, but they don't. <laughs> Right? No, they sure don't. No. Um, so I don't, I never gave a shit about REM. Right. Um, not when I was a, a little boy watching, uh, watching them sing about the end of the world. Not when I was, uh, an older boy in middle school watching them about sing about losing their, or in high school, watching them sing about losing their religion. And certainly right. not now when two thirds yeah. of the members are one foot in the fucking grave. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, this, this stuff, this kind of, jangly alt rock doesn't really do it for me the only stuff that i can think of that i do like it is old enough that it doesn't sound so glossy and well produced yeah 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 for sure man i I think that if this and that's just what it is i mean this sounded fine it sounded well produced that's the point right 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 if this had a little bit more of that graininess of like you know a smith track Mm -hmm. i might like this a bit more for sure yeah Um, yeah but Otherwise, no. And I mean, it was adequately played and everything. I mean, whatever. Um, it's just uh, not my, it doesn't sound like monstrosity, right? 
so I don't right. fucking like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was, yeah, and it was, it was well played, sure. But like the songwriting, like I said, I, I just don't think was quite there because like, you know, to, to cite the Smiths, but like you can take the Sundays as a, a right. different example or, or any number of uh, late eighties bands on the create creation records ro- roster, like house of love or, or even like early, my bloody Valentine. And like the songwriting is just a, a cut above. Um, and I mean, you look at Johnny Marr and he was shredding his fucking ass off too. So like, um, so stuff like this, that just feels like you're just kind of lackadaisically strumming along. Like it is just not compelling to me. You know what this, I mean? It's, this sounded, I mean, the track is three and a half minutes long, but mm-hmm. like, or, or two minutes, two, two, and, two and, and a half minutes long. Yeah. As the title track for the album, this just sounded like it was part of a larger, more coherent song. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, you know, I, 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 I kind of liked I kind of like the song when the, um, like the second the like, verse, the second verse came in. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some nice changes to the song, but the whole thing didn't really feel like it. It just didn't feel like a standalone song to me that much. Nah, I just need I need more from this style of music if it's gonna if it's gonna suck me in in twenty twenty. That's really all there is to it for me. Right, and uh, you know what the fuck do I know? Because, like I said, I just I just want to hear death metal. <laughs> Yeah, I was really hoping that this was going to be a death metal band. Um, I I could have told you by looking at them that it was not going to be a death metal you know, band. You can never tell. You can't really tell in 2020. That's true enough, I suppose. You never know, right? You never. I, know. I, I will say their presentation and their sound would have been very incongruent if this had ended up being death metal. So my 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 playlist this week kind of is about like the divide between punk rock and metal. Mm-hmm. and how um, pointless it is. Right. And, you know, going back in the 80s and 90s, for sure, there was like a hard fucking divide, right? Right. Um, for whatever reason. Just as we talked last week about like the divide between like, you know, post-punk and, and, and like punk and hardcore, right? Right, right. And a lot of, you know, whatever you want to call it, but it was all really, it was always really stupid, like the long hairs and the short hairs and shit like that. Right. And, um, to me, it was like, I don't know. It's basically the same fucking thing, right? For, for sure. The differences are minute. Right. So my point is now in 2020, you know, like I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at the guy that is, looks like he's shaking his hands real fast. <laughs> like he's got a tremor. Yeah. And he's smiling behind the steering wheel, that little car. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. That, that, you know, that guy's, that guy's favorite record might be like a mystifier record. <laughs> yeah, it could. Yeah, it very well could be. Right. Yeah. That, you know, that, that guy, that guy could be into some real fucking, you know, in the fucking sewer guttural death metal, uh, a la 19, like 89. Um, yeah. And that's his, that's his, that's his, that's his thing nowadays. It could be. Um, there's not much of a divide just by looking at people anymore sometimes. So that's that was true. my point. I, looking at these guys, I thought, all right, the former basis for Built to Spill, this is going to be some probably some fucking crushing, you know, mold from the tomb. I can't wait. <laughs> and it just wasn't. Yeah, it certainly wasn't. Speaking of which, um, for any listeners that might be interested, the uh, the entirety of the Carcass discography is finally on Spotify. So you can oh. listen to it on your road trips. So you can finally listen to Necroticism on Spotify. You can. Um, and uh, yeah, cool. Because that I think that was one that was not up there for a long time. The, the, only, the only record that they've had up there for the longest time is Surgical Steel. 
Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, now they got the whole discography. Well, there you go. Way to go, Spotify. Way to go, Space Hog. <laughs> yeah, good job. You finally did something good for the world. Yeah. Um, all right, so I guess uh, I guess let's move on from Sick Wish. We don't have any, you know, we, we no no hate to you, Sick Wish, but you just you didn't move me. Right. Um, two. All right, two is Poison Ruin. Uh, let me uh, let me read what Ryan Donahoe has to say about this. Ryan Donahoe's been submitting a whole lot of shit recently, and uh, I appreciate it. Most of it's been pretty goddamn good too. He said, got another one-man project that's more in the straight-up punk world. Ryan Donahoe's the homeboy who sent in the mall, I believe. Sure. Um, Came across this project from Philly called Poison Ruin that plays what they call dungeon punk, which is essentially just like a more simplistic institute type of post-punk with some scattered French oi influence. One of the longer tracks is basically straight oi and dungeon synth interludes with medieval themes. Maybe even a little garage rock here and there. Shit's super catchy, lo-fi summertime driving music. Whole demo is a banger, but some of the songs have longer synth intros, so I would say listen to the third track, Crucifix, as it's probably the catchiest track and it's one of the shorter ones with no synth intro. Now uh-huh. that is that is a thorough message to send along with your submission. I like In, that. Indeed, yeah. Um, well, this uh, that description and the artwork, which the, is fucking awesome. The artwork is fucking dope, man. The fucking the uh, the band like the band logo. Mm-hmm. That script looks really good. The fucking flowing sort of uh, illuminated sort of margin look with the with the flowers and everything looks really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the faceless conqueror wielding mm-hmm. wielding his uh, flail and morning star, um, you know it's just what you want to see yeah, on an album. Is, yeah, this looks fucking awesome. Um, all right, so I guess let's let's take Ryan's suggestion and listen to the third track. So we're gonna hear "Crucifix" by Poison Ruined off of their self titled tape.
Okay, so we just heard the song Crucifix by the band Poison Ruin off of their self-titled debut tape, and that's going to be hard to beat. I fucking loved that. Yeah, that's a bummer that that's sold out. I really I like know. that a lot. There's not a lot bad to say about that at all. No. Um, that was uh, solid through and through, and uh, I would, pro- well, I'm definitely going to listen to the rest of it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's really good. Don't let, uh, you know... Don't let a label like uh, Sacred Bones hear it. Otherwise, they're going to fucking ruin you. (laughs) Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, Institute was on Sacred Bones, and uh, they have still yet to put out a bad record. So That's true. That's true. But, you know. Um, Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, you you could also end up being uh, becoming the men. Yes. So you don't don't want that. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Um, No, that was really good. I really like that. That was, uh, um, yeah, nothing bad to say about that at all. That was no. on the nail too with like like on the head too with like Institute and um some of their influences that were mentioned. Yeah, for sure. But the the I was really pleasantly surprised by how how busy and complex uh the guitar was. Yeah. Um it was really good. It, it it's a a weird comparison, but uh immediately popped into into my brain um early saccharine trust like pagan icons era saccharine trust mm. um which was uncharacteristically shreddy and mathy for the punk and hardcore of, of the time um there were definitely some elements of that i could hear the dna of early saccharine trust in this um but uh but obviously the the institute comparison is is spot on as well uh yeah just really really good overall the riff was unbelievably fucking catchy like that main riff um all of the parts were interesting uh the song was not super fast but it was driving and energetic the whole time it felt like it was very frenetic um it was spazzy and jerky, but still felt uh, very cohesive and incredibly well composed. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm impressed by by everything. The recording quality was great. This is obviously done to tape, um, but the clarity is there, right? Mm-hmm. You you have you have the lo-fi quality of a tape recording, but like you still have absolute clarity on all of the instrumental parts, um, which to me is like the perfect sweet spot because I love the I love tape hiss. Um, I love this, the warmth of tape. Uh, but then if you can then still bring out like the, if, if all of the, the, if the recording can still retain some clarity in that, especially when playing this kind of stuff, um, that's like the perfect sweet spot for me. So yeah, this is like pretty perfect to my ears. Yeah, it was really good. And it was really kind of jangly and noisy without being grating, mm-hmm. um, at all. So yeah, I liked it a yeah. lot. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm also really bummed that this is sold out because I was going to go, by a cassette and then uh yeah it was this came out in uh in april so um shit i guess people are already hip to this which is uh we we ain't doing the band any favors but but you know even if uh even if a few people listen to this and and uh are into this then dope i hope that they uh i hope they either repress this tape or do something new new soon i'm definitely gonna listen to the rest of this after the episode is done um yeah, like I said, that's going to be a pretty high bar to clear for the rest of the bands on this episode because that's uh, that's right in my lane. Yeah, that was really good. And and as always, Philly Philly is holding it down. Philly is uh, consistently putting out some of the best stuff in the country uh, for the last last few years. So yeah, uh, let's uh, let's roll the dice. Okay. Um, three. All right, three is the livid and mutilatred split. 
like I said, we listened to a track off of the Mutilatred side last week and enjoyed it a whole lot. Livid is a band that I know about, um, but don't believe that I've listened to. I think Jacob from this band, I think who I believe plays drums, um, he hit me up for his show, I want to say, at the Bug House at some point, but for whatever reason, I, I don't think we can make it happen. Um I have not listened to his band yet, so this will this will be my first exposure. I know I know we have a bunch of mutual friends and and shit like that. Obviously, they're doing a split with Mutilatred, uh, who are homies. So, well, uh, I I get the impression they play like grind or fastcore stuff, but I could be totally wrong about that. It says hardcore power violence. Um, okay, from Kenosha, Wisconsin. So, all right, fair enough. Um, let's see. So I guess let's just uh, let's just play the first track. Two faced fucks. Yep, so we are going to listen to Two-Faced Fucks by Livid off of their split with Mutilatred. Okay, so we just heard the song Two-Faced Fucks by Livid off of their split with Mutilatred. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, perfectly adequate, but lost in the mass of other fast, loud, aggressive, hardcore, and sort of PV bands. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? It goes perfectly fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. The, the, you know, the fucking stringed instruments were heavy in the fucking recording. Um, everything sounded fine. But, you know, this is a, this is a... This is a style of extremes, and um, eventually you just sort of reach this terminus where it's very, very difficult to stand out to stand out amongst you know the thousands of bands that sound just like this that have the same kind of artwork that yeah. have the same sort of logo artwork that have the same uh, bend to the lyric to the lyrics. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at, at some point the hyper aggressive just becomes as bland as white bread for sure. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, it's a massive problem with like quote unquote extreme music in, in the year, you know, 2020 for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I'm not saying it's bad. It's fine. No, no. but I'm also saying that I literally have probably 200 records in my collection, at least 207 inches in my collection 
that look exactly like this and sound mm -hmm. almost exactly like this. For sure, for sure. Um, and uh, and and I guess it's not like a lot of for me like punk tinged hardcore that all sounds alike which to me the formula is so pleasing to my ears in and of itself that even if it all blends in together i generally have a better time listening to it than the, when i listen to run-of-the-mill bands that fall into this particular subgenre there was a bit more jump the fuck up aspect to this than i would have liked like with the like kind of moshy part at the end and yes, shit yes yeah yeah yeah, for sure um, i i was gonna say there's like there's a little bit of an under an undertone of modern moshy hardcore in this that i didn't love you know yeah yeah um i mean but you know that like i said it's not bad there's just nothing that's really sticking out for me in in any way from you know the package to the music to, to anything the photos of the bands you know high contrast grainy shots in front of a brick wall Right. Um, it's just, it's very niche and that niche is, um, no longer on the sort of like ragged edge of anything. For sure. And, uh, and I will say choosing to do this on a, you know, to do a split with mutilatred, um, you know, I think unfortunately you got outshined cause that mutilatred shit is really, really fucking good. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, but I'm, I'm in the same camp, you know, I, I got, I got nothing bad to say about this really. I mean, it was, it was totally inoffensive. Um, I'd, I'd watch the set, you sure, know, yeah. I'd watch yeah, the yeah, set, yeah. I'd have a good fucking time. Right. Um, and then I would, you know, forget who they were unless right. like I talked to them personally and knew them personally, right. I'd forget who they were in a week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, th this is this is just a, a personal thing. This isn't even like a slight against the band or whatever. It's just pertinent to the discussion at hand. But, like, you know what I would really like to see in contemporary bands trying to channel 90s power violence and fast core and shit is bands taking more cues from Left 4 Dead. That is something I would really like to see. Because Left 4 Dead played one of the most ferocious styles of like fast hardcore punctuated with some of the most crushing breakdowns that have ever been put to tape. And I don't hear a lot of bands trying to emulate that. And like this isn't a world away from that sonically. I think a lot of the concepts are the same, um, but the delivery just falls flat in comparison. Now, you know, that said, Left 4 Dead is a fucking legendary band, so you're not going to measure up to that. But this is more in that realm than it is maybe the more traditional power violence realm. Like I could hear the contemporary hardcore influences maybe put it in a, in a space that was more closely um, adjacent to a band like Left 4 Dead than a band like Crossed Out. Um, I would just like to hear the, a band like really lean into it and be like, yo, we're going to do like fast hardcore a la Left 4, Left 4 Dead. That would make me very happy. Yeah, I don't know. This... To me, this comes like this sound comes more out of like the crusty anarcharp, anarcharp, anarcho punk sort of grind world than it does like like hardcore, like Left 4 Dead. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, I, it, it just it, it 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 smacks of it smacks more of. Um. Well, here we go. It smacks more of longer hair and beards and PBR than, you know, fury. 
that like you know i yeah that, i agree that, with that, that if it was more rooted in just like really fast hardcore i mean i agree with that for sure um i'm just saying like i felt like the undercurrent of contemporary hardcore maybe put it more sonically adjacent to left for dead or something in that vein than a lot of bands doing this kind of stuff and it just to me like i said i don't think that this band was was on that it just peaked in me the uh enough interest to, to think like man that it would be really cool if there were some contemporary bands that tried to ch- channel some like left or dead influence yeah yeah i agree uh, but uh but yeah that said this band was fine i'm in the exact same camp as you so i don't want to hammer the point uh you know to to uh i, I don't want to like I don't want our point on this to be overwrought or anything. You know what I mean? This, I think, uh, I think I've said, we've said everything we can say about it. Doesn't suck by any means. Just fine. Would watch it live. Wouldn't buy the tape. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I would, I would buy the tape and then I would just listen to mutilated side. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice. All right. Um, where are we on a D six? Yep. Six. All right, six is bait. The Bandcamp is nothingtoharvestrecords.bandcamp.com, which is a Greek record label. And this is a band from Barcelona, Spain. Um, it is a four-song seven-inch. Let's uh, let me see. I got I got some I got some info about this band, um, or at least something accompanying the submission. Uh, let's see. Where is this? Ah, yes. Okay. So one of the cats who plays in that band, the path who, uh, self-submitted a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. the, uh, they sent this in. Oh, um, Hey, check it out. Um, what? I just, I just clicked on the labels. Um, hold on. Yeah. I just clicked on the, uh, the labels merch page. Uh-huh. Nothing to harvest records. Yeah. And, uh, they have 10 remaining copies of that, um, Colbrat seven inch that sold out. Oh, sick! Fuck yeah! So I had, a friend, I had a friend ask ask me where if there were any left. I said I don't think so, but it looks like there might be some records and so some record labels and some distros over in Europe that might have some. Fuck yeah! So there you go. If you wanted to get the uh, the Colbrats record and you don't pl- don't mind paying uh, international shipping fees, there's still uh, still a handful of copies left on nothing to harvest records. Bandcamp.com. So there yeah, you go. So go pick up that Colbrats. What's the next band? What do we got? Five left. Uh, we have got, well, one, two, three, four, f- this, this is the fifth one. Yeah, um, I'm just fucking with you. Oh, Because oh, we're okay. supposed to be talking about a different band. <laughs> oh, here yeah, I am yeah. talking about the Colbrats. <laughs> well, that shit fucking rule. Then yeah. it was, you yeah, know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it deserves a fucking, it deserves a shout out. So let's, so, let's get to bait. Yeah, yeah, let's get to bait. So the, the name of the seven inch is Another End of the World is Possible. It is a four song seven inch. Um, I guess you just want to jump in right at the beginning. It's more representative. I mean, it's pretty representative of the song, the run times on the rest of the seven inch. So might as well, right? Humility. Yeah. Let's do, let's listen to that. <laughs> okay. So we're going to listen to humility by bait off of their seven inch. Another end of the world is possible.
Alright, so we just heard the song Humility by the band Bait off of their 7-inch Another End of the World is Possible. Nate, how'd you feel about that? Well, I'm going to read what the label itself says about this. Okay. Or at least on their band camp, what the description says here. Mm-hmm. Crushing hard, hardcore punk from Barcelona. Kind of sounds like your favorite K-Town festival, festival band. You know what I mean. Those reverb vocals, heavy mid-tempos, and furious pounding. All those goodies, but with a Mediterranean twist. That's about mm-hmm. right on par because I'm looking at the K-Town lineup for 2020. God, I wish I lived in a sit- I didn't live in a shithole country that was full of fucking disease so I could go <laughs> to something like this. Yeah. Um, uh, Powerface, Rat Cage, Gutter Knife, Jad, Uzi, um, yep. Ziphilis, <laughs> Chain Whip. Chain Whip, yep. right? Yep. Uh, so yeah, it, it totally makes sense, right? Um, right. Warthog is, is headlining, right? I, I imagine, mm-hmm. right? Um, the adenochrome. So yeah, it falls right in line with all that sort of stuff. Perfectly adequate, um, perfectly good. It didn't stand out amongst the crowd of other bands that are like this, but this is a situation where like, if I'd have heard this instead of a different band, right. Another band, I I know if I'd have heard this instead of, uh, Warthog first, right. Right. I'd be like, a bait's pretty fucking good. Yeah. 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 No, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like if, 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 if I, I think bait is pretty good, but what I'm saying is it's, it's an issue of timing when you hear something, right. Totally. Um, yeah. If this is the first band you hear that's playing this style of like popular modern hardcore, then mm-hmm. this is a band that's going to stand out for you. If it's not totally. the first band you hear that's playing this, then it's it's going to fall right in the middle of the pack, which just kind of show, shows you like how close the, the grouping is with bands like this. There's, there's not a lot of difference, and it's really just a matter of which band you heard first or which band you know or which band is from your fucking region. For sure. Yeah, for sure, man. The the quality uh quality prevails in this crop of bands for sure, man. It's 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 hard to go wrong. You can take your pick of any number of the bands that we just listed that are playing like the K Town Fest, um, or any of the bands kind of associated with that scene largely worldwide, and they're all gonna be pretty fucking good. Um, the one thing that did stand out to me about this, uh, especially was that it was a lot more metallic than I expected it to be. Yeah. Um you know what I mean? There, it was a little bit bouncier. There were some more, th- uh, some more thrashy uh, riffs in there, especially man when that f- not the first riff, but the riff that comes in right after that first riff. That I was like that. That got me super, super hyped. That's a, yeah. that's a strong that's a strong way to open the record. Um, that was a good it, riff, and that's why I compared him to like Warthog instead of right. you, know, you know some other band like fucking Gutter Knife. For, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, man, I, I thought that was really, really good. Hyper-competent. We'll definitely listen to the rest of this 7-inch. Um, nothing bad to say about this at all. Deserves some more hype because this came out in February. There are still 466 copies of the record left. Um, now, granted, I'm sure some of that has to do with the fact that overseas folks probably don't want to pay, pay international shipping. Hey, um, this is a perfect opportunity. Get the Cold Brats 7-inch uh, and this 7-inch. You're bundling shipping two for the price of one, right? So yep. there you go. Excuse to get this. This uh, it, There's only one person in the supported by area that has bought this digitally, um, which seems fucking bonkers to me because this was really, really good. So. Yeah. Uh, please, please order this. If you got the spare money, I think, I think there's a, another stimulus check coming from daddy Trump here pretty soon. Oh boy. He so, must be a billionaire handing out money like that. 
<laughs> yeah, another stimulus check that I do not qualify for. Um, but y'all will get that twelve hundred bucks. So spend a little bit of it on uh, ordering some Greek, uh, some records from a Greek label. Um, this was good for real. If you got money, order the seven inch. It deserves to be picked up. Um, nothing bad to say about bait. Definitely going to listen to the rest of that. Liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. What have we, uh, how long, how long have we been recording? Let me scope here. A minute and 11. That ain't shit. Let's, uh, we've already gotten through five, five bands. Let's, let's roll the dice at least one more time. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna take it long tonight. Uh, five. Okay. Five is Gulch, Impenetrable Cerebral Fortress. So you have already heard this, Nate? Uh, This, no, I did not hear this. Um, I was thinking of a different record when uh, you were going over it. No, I have not heard this. Okay. So, all right, cool. Yeah, this is the, this is pretty new. It came out, uh, came out last month. Um, like I said, pretty much everybody who is even tangentially, um, interested in contemporary hardcore at least knows who this band is at this point. Um, Pitchfork actually reviewed this record. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and gave it a pretty good score. I didn't bother to read the review because why the fuck would I? Well, I mean, Um, you know, it's, pitchfork take their word for it right (laughs) indeed as i always do um so the opening track is also uh is also the self-titled track so that that works beautifully um let's just go with that okay so we're we're gonna listen to impenetrable cerebral for impenetrable cerebral fortress off of the record of the same name by the band gulch Okay, so we just heard Impenetrable Cerebral Fortress off of the record of the same name by the band Gulch. And I just want to say off the bat, um, before we get into talking about the music, to me, the most important thing, to, the, the, the thing that stood out the most for me and that is the most important to focus on is just like the pro-cop message of that stuff. Um, well, the see, fact- I was going to say that this is, this is definitely music for people that hate cops. 
Um, and I had a real hard time with the message of that. I had a real hard time with that because, um, I don't know, man. I mean, they're out there risking their lives every fucking day. <laughs> and, yeah. and I just yeah. don't like to see him disrespected like that. Um, I see. I, th- I think if you read between the lines, you'll find that Gulch is actually taking a firm pro thin blue line position. Okay. And I think they're presenting in a way where they're trying to maybe uh, they're trying to bamboozle Antifa street oh, soldiers. Holy shit. I think Gulch is an acronym now that I'm looking at it. Giving up love for cop heroes. That is absolutely accurate. You giving up love for cop heroes. It totally makes sense now. So yeah, well, that's pretty sly of them then to package what is actually a pro police and pro, uh, I guess, a pro law message, right? A pro morality, a pro morality message (laughs) into such what appears to be an anti cop package. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, and, and it was a pretty good sounding anti-cop patch, package. It was kind of all over the place. Um, I, I, I'm kind of surprised I haven't listened to this. Mm-hmm. Um, it musically, it was kind of it, there was a lot more metal in there than I expected. Um, yeah. and it was kind of all over the place. Right, but altogether, it had a big production that hit pretty fucking hard. And For sure. I could totally see why people are like, I, I can see why people like this would get big upped in places like pitchfork mm-hmm. where you have so-called metal experts and stuff, I guess. But like right. you have a lot of people that maybe don't listen to metal, but this is the fucking metal metal album, like the heavy album that they're going to listen to. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, like, yeah. like not necessarily metal, but you know what I mean? Um, because it's, it's well done. It's well played. It's aggressive. It's got a good moral message. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think, I think that that's, you know, it makes sense that this is getting some attention for sure. Yeah. All in all seriousness, uh, this was, this was really solid. This is, uh, more, more of the same from Gulch. Like I said, I've enjoyed their last, um, but I enjoyed burning desire to draw last breath and I enjoyed the promo, the 2019 promo. Um, they meld a lot of disparate influences in a surprisingly effective way, I would say. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of metal in this, but there's just as much, there's just as much gag as there is death metal in this, which yeah, is yeah, weird, yeah. but it, but it works. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, they are really, I mean, they're really talented players. Uh, I've seen live sets. They go off, like they go off live, but they also play really well live. They're a tight live band. Um, and their sets are just like unhinged. Um, I mean, there's, there's really nothing, there's not a whole lot to dislike about this. Um, and especially if you're a young kid who, Oh no. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, this is hitting on every note. It's got like big mosh parts. It's got production. That's going to make you happy. It's got uh punky D beat influence parts in there. It's got blast beats. I mean, it's got all the shit that's going to get a young person hype on punk and hardcore and metal in general. And it kind of just throws them in a blender and hits you over the face with them. Uh, with a pretty short runtime that doesn't wear out its welcome. So, uh, and the artwork is fucking great too. The artwork is mm-hmm. super, super. The artwork good. is dope. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it makes it. This is one of those instances in which it makes perfect sense why this is the hype band right now, and like old heads who diss this band and kind of are in the like oh, I don't get it camp. You're either being intentionally dense, um, or you're truly so disconnected from 
uh, from everything that you have no business commenting because it's What's really it? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But I have seen that. I've seen that take. I've seen that take plenty from plenty of old heads like, oh, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it's well. just like, dude, like there's nothing to dislike about this. Like even if it doesn't move you, even if it doesn't blow you away, it's one of those things where it's just like it's very clear why a lot of people like this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I Yeah. There's there's no reason not to like this. Um, And it like I said, very. Very sneaky, very sneaky of them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, this this sold out like literally the second. I think it sold out in like actual minutes. Yeah. Um. So uh, I I don't know if there's another if there if there's a repress com- forthcoming or what. Um. But uh, I know you can find kids flipping them for like a hundred and fifty bucks on the internet. There you go, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> So yeah, if you missed your chance to get a hold of this, then I guess you got, you'll have to wait for the repress um, and hope that you can get your fucking bot in on the website to order it before everybody else does. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was really solid. I was expecting to enjoy it. I did, and uh, thank God to Gulch for uh, giving it up uh, for the boys in blue at the same giving time. Giving up love so. for cop heroes. <laughs> Indeed, dude. The fact that you came up with that on the fly is really, really. I didn't impressive. come up with it. If you, it's it's the, fa- the fact that you deciphered it. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's see. So we're at we're at an hour and twenty. Um, let me let me check real quick. I'm gonna see if we got any uh any voicemails. I I think we might have a couple new voicemails. If if that's the case, we can uh we can maybe tackle those real quick. So okay. Let me let me check. Um, yes, we got, yeah, we got like four voicemails, so none of them are too terribly long. So maybe let's, uh, let's tackle those. We've gotten through six bands, which is, you know, more than adequate. That's fine. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so yeah, let's pivot to voicemails real quick. All right. All right. So, um, my buddy showed me your podcast and I listened to the last, like, two or three um, ones and you're talking about, like, that band Spacehawk, fuck them. I swear to God, I listened to that when I was like 11 and I fucking hated it. But um, that band Jet Jaguar, it made me think. Like, the era of bands that like kids like recently were like the Wonder Years story so far. I always contemplate it. These kids should just kill themselves. Like, we don't need this shit. They get older and older and I see pictures and I'm like, they're real men talking about hooking up with 16-year-olds. And then I like Google picture of you guys. Well, you gray and like, you look like a pussy. You're out in Fort Wayne. I have no Fort Wayne. I have a family member out there. or like 25 miles north. I think it's called Burlet. I fuck don't know. But, um, yeah. And, uh, night, my buddy showed me a picture of you looking like you just shit yourself. Man, you look like you can't fight. You look like you're all talking shit, but you're too fucking fat to fight. So this is an open threat. You want to come down? Come down and fight me. My name's George Malin. George Malin. And I live at 42 Coolidge Street, Belzoni. Mississippi. So, like, that's an open threat. And also, Jet Jaguar, if you're listening to this, come on down too. You skinny fucks can try to do whatever you want. Bring your guns. I got fucking shotguns. We got fucking Jaguars that we train. We got fucking dogs we sick. You ain't shit. My brother is also my dad. He ain't fucking there in the head. You know he'll eat you alive. So I fucking swear to God. Any of you want to fucking fight, you know my address, 42 Coolidge Street, Belzoni, Mississippi. I'm sick of all these pussy-faced hardcore just talking so much shit on the internet. Why this? Why that? For fuck's sakes, if you're all sad, you got two options. 
buy an AR and go shoot one of the rest of them, or buy a fucking 9mm and put it to your mouth, for fuck's sakes, or get a job, or go to school, or fucking get someone pregnant and not be the dad. I just want y'all to shut the fuck up and stop complaining. Also, hot take, Tekken or Street Fighter? If you choose the wrong answer, fuck you. Okay. All right, so... That was most assuredly AJ, who evidently took my advice to some extent and and used an app to change the their phone number. So it would appear that they were calling from a different area code than the one they're actually calling from. But AJ, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but you have like an extremely distinct voice. Uh, your cadence, your delivery, everything, it's like unmistakably you. So I appreciate your attempt to do a character. Um, but, uh, it was immediately apparent that it was you, especially after you mentioned Jet Jaguar right off the top, (laughs) (laughs) but nonetheless, solid effort for sure. Uh, and Tekken or Street Fighter was the question. Yeah, man, it depends. Um, I used to be really good at Tekken two. I got really Mm -hmm. good at Tekken two just so I could beat a buddy of mine that, um, (laughs) you know, I go over his house, play games when I, you know, when I was home from school or whatever, home from college. And right. he'd be like, hey, let's play Tekken. You know, and, and dude, he did nothing but sit around and play video games all day. Right. right. Well, I'm not a fucking loser. Right. <laughs> I'm not sitting around playing video games all day. So he, it's not fun playing fighting games against somebody that knows how to play a fighting game. That's true. Yeah. It's generally not fun to play fighting games. If you ask me, it's just not my fucking flavor. But I had a roommate in college that had a uh, PS2 and I got really fucking good at Tekken 2 with like a few of the characters. Right. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Yoshimitsu was one of them, but there was like six characters that I got really fucking good at. Right. And so the next time I went over his house, I, I picked them and m- fucking mopped the floor with him for like three hours. Just pick somebody sick. else, motherfucker. I'm like, okay. And then I pick somebody else and whoop his ass again. <laughs> and eventually I was like, it's not very much fun, is it? It fucking sucks, doesn't it? And uh, then we put in like Diablo or something like that. Right um, on. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Street Fighter 2 looks cooler than Tekken. Yeah, but, uh, I put I invested more time into Tekken to get good at it. So I actually I quite like classic fighting games, especially um, and uh, Street Fighter Two all day. I like the sprite animation, um, as as they just mentioned. It looks cooler for sure. I think it plays better too. I just I I will take a two D fighter over a three D fighter any day, or even a two and a half D fighter. Um, Give me Karate uh, Champ from nineteen eighty four. Oh, karate champ is that's that's really throwing it back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I love Street Fighter 2. I love all the Samurai Showdown games. I like all the SNK games. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm a Street Fighter 2 dude all day. Um, but it looks like AJ or not AJ, whoever this character is, left us another message. So let's let's listen to that real quick and see what they forgot in the first one. All right. Me, I'm back. I realized something. It's not just about Tekken or Street Fighter. Another one. All you anime heads, you listen to what y'all fucking watch Naruto or Bleach or fucking One Piece? Y'all pussies. If you want to be real hardcore, watch Berserk, watch Parasite, watch fucking Devilman Crabberry. How come all you kids are talking hot shit about being goths, but you don't go to goth nights and start fucking in the hallways or fucking whiplashing people? Another fucking thing. Y'all like, I love Meryl Manson. But you know he says the hard R and still does. Y'all ain't support that. So how about you either not like my own mansion or just say the hard R also and stop being that hidden racist you are. We're sick of this fuck shit. 
You all up in this world talking a bunch of shit like you acting up. And all you fucking little pea brains just being like, oh, I like this. I like that. I'm cool. No, you fucking ain't. You don't want to have that shit. You talk shit. You just do it. All right, so we got a real culture warrior here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Drawing the line in the sand. I, 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 he does bring up an interesting point about the hard R. I can absolutely guarantee you that virtually all of your favorite classic punks have leaned heavily on the hard R in their youth. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is probably the you case. Know, I, 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 I can't say for certain because I wasn't there. Right. But um, I'm saying it's a good bet. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's, it's probably safe to put at least a little bit of money on that. Yeah. Um. Yo, do you do you want to know something that really shocked me that I found out about AJ in the Discord the other day that I was like really taken aback by after hearing some of their messages? Okay. They are an adjunct professor. Oh, okay, cool. With a master's degree. Sure. You need a master's to be an adjunct, that's right. <laughs> you do indeed, but just based on the content of the messages, I was really shocked by that. So that. I mean, I I adjunct teach, and uh, I uh, I am all for Tom Fullery. And Indeed, you know as well as I do that the more inappropriate it is, the 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 better it is. That that is absolutely true. So, that is absolutely true. So I, um, like like to the point that like you know, I hope that I never see my students like out and about. Right. <laughs> for me, for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so next up, we have got the the classic Demolis in 210 area code, which means it's San Antonio, which means it's either John Espino or Stout, probably both of them together. <laughs> but this one's only 41 seconds long, so um, it's, it's not as content heavy as their previous submissions. Let's see what one or both of them had to say this week. Yo, listen up! Listen up! Exclusive. Get ready for big man. Sounds like that was a promo for the new Locking Out release. <laughs> yeah, so that that intro specifically is hyper niche, um, especially with our listenership. I'm sure. I'm, I imagine there are a handful of people that were there and involved in the specific era of Locking Out that that references that will get that, and it will go over everyone else's head. But there was a band called Dump Truck, a very short lived band on Locking Out, circa. 2002 2003 um and their opening of their tape goes yo get ready for another locking out exclusive um and uh yeah so there you go if you want to seek out the dump truck release i'm sure you can find it on youtube or soul seek or something um and then you'll kind of get that joke but the rest of the joke was like a complete non sequitur Total nonsense. Um, exactly what I've come to expect from the San Antonio, the, our frequent callers from San Antonio. There you go. Uh, we got uh, we got one more. Let's right. uh, let's let's see what it is. Hey Gray. Hey Nate. This is your old pal Applebee's. 
I just wanted to call to let you know that Applebee's has a wonderful dining special for you. Seven ninety nine diarrhea pulls. We also got half price apps for two for twenty one. Half price appetizer specials filled with diarrhea. You know what you like? Fucking get it. I promise you, it's vegan. It's really fucking good. Applebee's eating good shit in the neighborhood. Applebee's. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I, yeah, I, was, I, uh, I uh, scorn jokes about sex, but I welcome jokes about diarrhea with open arms. <laughs> 100%, dude. Anytime you can hit me with with a diarrhea joke, I am fucking here for it. Yeah. I st- Still, anytime I see a meme that says, I have diarrhea and a bonar, I <laughs> lose a it. boner, B-O-N-A-N-E-R, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, have yeah. diarrhea and a boner. Yeah, I, I cannot, I can't get enough of them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you hit me with the diar the the Applebee's diarrhea bowl, and uh, and I'm happy. Um. That was good. I don't know who that was. It was a New Jersey area code, so I kind of feel like maybe it was one of one of the folks in the gel camp. It was Applebee's. Oh well, yeah, it was the New Jersey area Apple. One of the I would greater. Lo- I would love it if there was one Applebee's in New Jersey, and this was it. Yeah. And they did have diarrhea special. <laughs> it's like they flew well under corporate with like their secret menu and they just served you like like they had an appetizer that was just called turds. <laughs> and it was just like candy bars that people had heated up and rolled around in their hand to look like snakes and put on <laughs> Yo, was it on the way down to the Left 4 Dead reunion where when we were calling Olive Garden? Yeah. Yeah. And asking okay. about melons. Yeah, I've been asking about melons. Yeah. yeah. That was a was that a four chan thing? I don't know what it was. Um, it came up from uh, B brought it up, so it probably was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melanie I think it was, melons. Yeah, yeah. I called it made a reservation for Melanie melons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for anybody not familiar, I mean, this is even more niche than the locking out exclusive thing. But yeah, there was like some four chan meme that lasted like two two days, almost a decade ago, where a specific Olive Garden was being repeatedly prank called and asked if they had melons in stock or melons on the menu. And as they caught on to it, people were having to get far and more, far more creative and, uh, and slip melons into the conversations at which time, you know, whoever was operating the phones would just promptly hang up on them. And at one point during the day, they actually just disabled their phones and stopped taking carry out orders and reservations altogether because literally hundreds of people were calling and asking them about melons. Absolutely um, we, riveting. Yeah. And we, and, <laughs> and we were, we were, yo, you, the, the number of shaggy dog stories you tell on this show, I get to at least give, have one aside about calling Olive Garden about melons. <laughs> um, so I think that'll about do it for the week. That's all of our messages. We got through six bands. It was a productive evening. I, I do feel better. I took my mind off of mortality and the death of my friend. Um, I'm sure I'll be propelled right back into that sadness as soon as I step away from editing this episode. But for now, I'm feeling okay. Um, I got some more Chinese food to consume after this, so I'm feeling good. We had some pretty good bands on the show tonight, all together. Pretty solid. Yeah, not bad. Um, if you want to submit music, you can send it into demo listen podcast at gmail.com. As I said, uh, a lot more bands are self-submitting, which is really dope. Uh, but we love, we love submissions from, from fans. We love submissions from, uh, regular listeners to the show. Um, if you want to call and leave a message, you can do so at 260-222-8341. 
And uh, we have got now two parts of our Rorschach family tree episode up over our series up over on Patreon. We should be recording the third and final installment here pretty soon. Um, we should have a new playlist up soon, uh, which is free to everybody, but is hosted through our Patreon. So if you feel like contributing to that, it is patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. We, uh, we do have a new, a new patron this week, which is, uh, Nate, you and I's good buddy, Dave Brits. Oh, Nice. So shout out to Dave, our fucking, our homie for life. Actually, Dave hit me up the other day um, about potentially transferring to the Trader Joe's that gets built, is getting built up oh, here next year. Can you imagine? That'd year. be dope. If there's, so basically the whole reason I started this, po- I wanted to start this podcast. I didn't start it. We started it. Right. My, my personal motivation was to get Dave Brits on the podcast. For sure. Yeah. It, think how sick it would be to just have him around and we could just tap him for episodes whenever. Well, eventually we wouldn't be on the podcast anymore. It would just be his podcast. It would just be him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. He would outshine us, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, he texted me about it the other day and was like, yo, should I move up to Fort Wayne? And I was like, I mean, dude, if you don't, if you don't mind, like, you know, I mean, if you're, you're the same as us. Like, it's not like you're trying to go out to clubs and shit. So like, the only thing you're really going to be missing is like all your friends. <laughs> I, I, th- I, I, I think he has a handful of homies down there, but I don't think he hangs out with like a shit ton of people. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, and, uh, and we're, we're better friends to him than all those fucking punk ass motherfuckers anyway. So, uh, okay. Um, so I, so I told him to, so I told him to move up here. I encouraged it. All right. That would be um, dope. So, it would be very fucking dope. Either way, getting Dave on the show is definitely definitely the uh, the goal. That's the dream for sure. Yeah. So uh, on that note, if you like the show, rate and review on uh, on Apple, on Spotify, whatever your chosen podcatcher is, and uh, you know tell your homies about it because we don't advertise or anything like that. Um, thanks again to everybody who's joined the Patreon. We're up to like four hundred and forty bucks a month, something like that. Um, so we're approaching our $500 goal. We got a lot of good content up there. We're doing the playlist now. Um, you know, we're trying to be consistent about posting stuff. We got some, some physical shit coming in the mail. Um, the shirt design should be close to done. Dusty, who's doing it, gave me an update on it the other, like last week and it, it was looking really dope. Um, so yeah, if you want to join the Patreon, it would be very sick, but you know, no pressure. Uh, on that note, if you uh, if you don't have any closing thoughts, Nate, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up for the week. I sure don't. See ya. All right, peace.